A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Recording. Hello, ladies. A slow start to the session, but we're here. Yeah, we had mic issues yet again. We honestly have bought 400,000 blue yeti microphones over the course of this podcast and for some reason like all of them stopped working and just then my one was glitching out but i think it was actually the garage band it was making me sound like i'd done nos yeah you were like wait do i sound like this and i was like hello welcome <laughs> <laughs> i was like is this like my actual kid. voice it sounded like I'm a like izzy you've always sounded like that mouse on fast forward mode you sounded like the little mouse in the house maybe you Where's the mouse? He's hiding behind that box of chamomile tea. Is he still alive? I think so. Nice. Zach saw him while I was away. Really? Yeah, Zach likes him. Yeah, I like him. I think Zach lets him out to <laughs> hang out with him while I'm gone. Like uh, our son. Yeah, the girlies always ask for mouse updates and I usually forget, but. I think before we move out, I'll like let him free. Yeah. He can live here rent free for a little while. Yeah. Luckiest boy in London. Um, I have a few things I want to talk about mm-hmm. in no particular order. Firstly, Taika Waititi and Rita Ora got Cute. married in London. I really like them. I really like them as a couple. They're, they're good chaotic. Yeah. They're the yeah, most, chaotic good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most chaotic. Remember how they started dating um, with a three-way kiss with Tessa Thompson on a bender in Sydney? Yes, yes. So and iconic. I feel like that, like, whatever, if they have children, that child will just be some super child mm. weird combination of chaotic yeah genes yeah is there any pictures of the wedding no apparently a source told the son that they got married in london very chill wedding they're gonna have like a party later but they also said which was really cute that they proposed to each other kind of simultaneously 
That's nice. Which is really gorgeous. I It feels very unlike them not to share photos. They obviously will at some point, I feel. Yeah. I feel like Rita can't help herself. Yes. I know. <laughs> what do you think she wore? She either wore – they're either going to do the, like, fun, cute wedding and then do a proper, like, celeb wedding later. I'm sick of that. I don't like why people doing that. Everyone keeps doing that. Yeah, I don't like it either. Because then you keep thinking everyone's having a chill, relaxed wedding and it's gorgeous. And then they do this huge thing afterwards. Yeah, you're tricked. So they're just having two weddings now. Yeah, I hope they just have a quiet wedding and I hope she wore something random. Random. Like a like when Lily Allen wore that yeah. like random dress. Yes. That's the... I think uh, Rita Ora's dress was something short. Same. Maybe sparkly or something, something fun. Like a YSL racy little number. I'm thinking it in white. Are you? Yeah. 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 I don't know why. My head immediately went to black with YSL. Yeah. Izzy Miyake died. Saw that. Wasn't going to bring that up. Don't know how to feel. Feel sad, obviously. Yeah. I'm like sad in an abstract way. Yes. (laughs) It's not not weighing heavily on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. But sad. But, But sad. Sad for his family. And also, when I saw you posting all these Olivia Newton-John Insta stories. actually sad. I didn't know that she died. And I was just like, Grace is in a hole. (laughs) I was like, Grace is in another one of her, like, (laughs) manic episodes. Yeah. I was really sad when I saw that because I, when I was a kid, I know everyone, like, liked Grease. I watched Grease, like, every day for a year or something weird. Like, I had a bit of a, mm. like, ticky, weird thing where I, I kinda, kept watching it. I'm not trying to downplay your thing, but I kind of weirdly had that too where I'd come yeah. home from high school and put Grease on almost every day. But mine was weirdly I was younger because I remember trying to get my mum to buy me, like, those, those like, sexy <laughs> red wedges she, like, <laughs> at the end when she was – yes. I literally when she think, was coming to the um, amusement being, park. Yeah, just being sexy, Sandy. Yes, um, that movie's backwards. And I was like eleven. <laughs> yeah, just realizing the premise of it. Yeah, it's like become a hot thought, and you'll get the yeah, guy, yeah. which I kind of love. But I, I honestly think that's why I wanted to take up smoking. Mm. And she went and put it up. I can't stop saying gorgy. Um, and, I've, and I was just going to say Gorgie, and I can't stop saying it because ever since Kate Moss did that interview with Dazed, and she kept saying Gorgie, Gorgie, Gorgie to the guy that I read out on the podcast. Yes. It's called like a um, – we do it sometimes in the podcast where we'll say like – We do it a lot. Or something. <laughs> we say something too much, and it's like I feel in my head I know I'm saying it too much. But yeah. I, it's it's like a – It's a pea brain thing. It's a pea it's, – it's, it's a thing that – People who have to speak publicly, which we're technically doing, say happens that they have a word they lean on when they haven't mm-hmm. fully developed a thought. You know how we bumped Gorgie. into each other on Saturday <laughs> yes. at the cafe? Yes. I got told off for being such a pea brain moments later when that peach toast came out. Yes. That we were, that you were telling me was delicious and I was so excited that I'd ordered it. was like sourdough. What is that? Ricotta. Stracciatella, and it's the middle of. A mozzarella ball. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so special. It's and like a peach soft little top. cheese, and then grilled peach with chili salt. It's perfect. It was the so, most perfect toast. So delicious. Anyway, it came out, and I was zoned out, like obviously staring at the peach toast. And apparently, allegedly, I started going yum 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 yum, and my boyfriend screamed, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> 
I was like, and then I go, you don't let me be me. And then we had a huge fight. You saw us moments before. Moments we were like before. holding hands when you walked in yeah, the shop. Yeah, you guys looked, you were like the picture of loved up domestic bliss, relaxed. Yeah, the peach toast, peach Who toast thought such a beautiful thing could lead to such a heinous fight. I know. And then we had this big fight and I was like, we don't do anything fun. You know, couple couple situation when you live together and you yeah. basically just communicate while at the other person while they're on their phone and then you never leave the house together. And it's what is someone was saying the other day, um, a very simple phrase, but it's gone from my brain of think. Okay. When we hang out, what is the word for that? Um, I don't know. Like quality <laughs> time. Yeah. yeah. But it's like d- default or, or something like it's just, you're not doing it on purpose, mm-hmm. but you're, you're just spending time with the other person, but it's not um, yes. purposeful or whatever. So yes. you don't, you don't actually put time or energy into it. Anyway, had a discussion about that. Then, to make up, found um, this little Italian spot I'd never been to in Kensington. And they say, in the, like the heaps of the Google reviews, said it was Princess Diana's favorite mm. restaurant. Did you feel her like spirit while you were in there? Well, then I Googled it and so many restaurants claim to be Princess Diana's favorite restaurant. Even but if it, she was there, that's she, like, she, she went there. That means a lot. She took Will and Harry there for pizza. Cute. So. <laughs> so. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where we're at or why I'm talking about this. You, I feel like it's somehow oh, connected to gorgeous. going to the play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bother talking about going to the play. But we, we went to a play. play. It just that's all you have to say. I'm cultured. Went to a I went play to a play called Chasing Hears. I've seen the posters for it. Very good posters. Yes, strong posters. Very good play. Play. <laughs> it's about communism, anti-capitalism, workers' rights. It was great to watch with a bunch of rich white people at a theater in London. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever that happens, I just like I just like look around. And I'm like, this is so funny because people are obviously making art to try and make a difference, and then it's just absorbed by like, yes. I don't know. I was like, this just feels sad because I was like, I shouldn't be going on holiday to Italy next week. There are people that are dying, but I'm gonna go Still on holiday. Going, <laughs> yes, buy a silly little outfit beforehand. Yes. Um, I have something very important to tell you which is that i think i've discovered the source a scientific cause of what the ick is tell me which is so i saw a tiktok of this woman her name is louise perry and what she said in the tiktok seemed interesting that i listened to a long interview with her and i'm i kind of questioned some of her thoughts she's like a sociologist or something she's english and she's written a book called why the sexual revolution was a mistake for women or something. And it's basically her argument is that like women, the pill and access to abortion, like divorced sex from uh, reproduction. So it allowed women for the first time to have like quote unquote sex like men because they could have sex without worrying about getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. But she basically argues that like, like all these different things to do with biology, our bodies haven't caught up with society changing. So women don't actually want to have like crazy casual sex in the way that men do. 
Yes. And so the benefit of like hookup culture and saying it's a feminist act to have sex like a man is just that it's allowed men to treat women even less respectfully when they have sex with them, where they're not expected to like call or even like marry uh, them. Yeah, <laughs> marry them. But they, there's this idea that having sex like a man means we can all just do it with like a complete lack of emotion, which can just lead to like more disrespect and more of a viewing women as this kind of um, just object that can be slept with and discarded and that women aren't actually getting any benefit because a lot of the time we're having casual sex when we don't really want to Mm -hmm. because we're told that that's what empowerment looks like. Mm -hmm. So she's basically saying 50 years on from that, it was a great idea, but how it actually is working in reality is just more beneficial for men, (laughs) basically. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with a lot of it. In regards to the ick, what she basically said is that men's sexual disgust levels, as is unsurprising, are like on the floor and ours are really high. And it's because we're hardwired to anytime we sleep with a guy somewhere in our brain and body is being like, would I want to have a child with this man? (laughs) Whereas men just don't have that feeling. So they will literally have sex. Like we've said before, we'll have sex with anyone and anything because their parameters of like a sexual partner are completely different to women. So when we get the ick, it's something in our monkey brain realizing that we do not want to have a child with this person. (laughs) That's so So our body is like warning us off. So we get it before and apparently men get that after after so, sex. So they'll yeah. finish sex and be yes. like, oh, wait, I don't like this person yes. at all yes. the second afterwards. And yes. we get it before as like a uh, thing no, to protect us from yes. pregnancy. <laughs> wow. Pregnancy with a like loser, basically. We need to get the ick more. Yeah. So the ick is helping us, yeah. basically. It's a survival instinct. That's so interesting. I think that's, I think that's true. That so if a guy carries true. like an umbrella part of our brain is like he wouldn't protect me if like a lion charged at our cave yeah and that also makes sense with the thing about so much of the ick or so much of us like the other day when you said i think this was on patreon but when you said that ugh, i don't even know how much to give away in these episodes that will get sued when you said someone wasn't hot um and part of that was that they did yoga and I said, that's naughty. This is a guy. Yes. And I said, that's naughty because, like, you know, we that insinuates he should be out sparing people in, in the jungle <laughs> or playing rugby. Yes. And that's maybe part of exactly what you're saying. If a guy carries an umbrella, if a guy does these feminine <laughs> things, they're not going to protect our babies and our offspring Which is so from danger. and retro. Yeah, obvi- obviously. And insane, it's like monkey brain. But the, there's something that's, like, operating on some weird level. But then we all, like – all women are like desperate to fuck Harry Styles. There's like something about knowingly leaning into that that's very powerful. Like most women don't want to have sex with rugby players. Like we find them foul. So we are evolving. I don't know if that's most women. But yeah. I think I think I think it's very hard to generalize. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of women do want to fuck rugby players. I'm I'm curious as to how many women want to fuck rugby players. Because they want to and how many want to because in some level you're like protected because they're successful and have money and it can bring you fame and there's like this pathway with wags and stuff to like success. Mm. You know, like if a tree falls in the forest, like if a rugby <laughs> player wasn't, <laughs> you know, surely not because they've all looked like they've been like squashed. Yes. They're all like bunged up. Yeah. You know that. Horrible. Um, anyway, so that's my theory for the week. 
with the, with the girlies with the bung feet, like having a go at the rugby players with the bung ears. Yeah. We're in no position to <laughs> pass judgment. Um, okay, so one thing we could have spoken about last week but forgot is the release of Beyonce's album. <laughs> Wait, well, why didn't we? Yeah, we just ran out of time. Yeah, right. <laughs> just gave you guys too much great content. Um, it's Beyonce's, the release of Beyonce's new album, which I, I have this thing where I just, even though I love Beyonce and have loved her for years, every single, it's, it just happens. I just get over things and I just don't care anymore. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not even interested in it coming out. And then when it did come out, it was obviously brilliant and I love it so much and I can't stop listening to it. And I keep getting drunk and dancing around the house. How do you feel? I've, I think I've said this before. I'm like, there are three things in my life that I don't understand why they're as famous as they are. That is crazy if you're going to say that about Beyonce. And it's Seinfeld, Beyonce and Michael Jackson. And it's not that I don't think they're good and they're, and they're famous and I'm like, what the hell? I just don't. Whatever thing people are hearing and is clicking, I don't get. I Great. like Beyonce. I like her songs. I love Destiny's Child. I think she's beautiful. I think she's talented. I think she's amazing. I just don't have that like fanatical thing that people have about her. No, but like, no, but okay. That's crazy that you've never heard a fanatical thing about her because no. like Destiny's Child, that I like, era, yeah. but I guess you didn't have like a crazy thing about JLo either. Um, and because that was yeah. so my kind of, they were like kind of overlapping in the like R and B and hip hop genres, mm-hmm. and I was just so fucking obsessed with her. Obviously, Destiny Child was like the best girl group ever. All of those songs were crazy, and then as yeah. soon as she went independent, like every single album she's released has been like banger upon banger upon banger. So I personally think that like "Say My Name" is a better song than any song Beyonce has released. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm correct. I'm just saying that that's just how my brain. I don't. I don't like love on top. I don't like single. No, ladies. I don't like love I don't on top. Like no, no, no. Halo. No. I don't like. Like I'm like no. I can't think of any of her songs when they. You know when they come on in a club and people are like and have a meltdown. I'm just like it's just a song. Like okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't like those. I mean, single ladies was fucking crazy when it came out. I'm not mm. gonna say it wasn't. But yeah, the Halo and those kinds of ones, I'm I'm not that into. It's more. I mean, I love Sweet Dreams, to be fair. I like the ones that kind of have a bit of dance to it. Mm-hmm. Her album that had Partition and everything on it was insane. Lemonade was crazy, the visual I loved, album. I really appreciated Lemonade as like the visual. Mm. I thought it was amazingly yeah. done. I, just, I think the thing with her is she – so I don't have this crazy fanatic obsession with her anymore, but I did in such a insane way when I was like, 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen her live and been front row at her concerts like mm. so many times. Um, but now I just find her a bit rare in just quite a f- few ways. But then it's funny because musically this album just proves it's quite funny thinking of her as being a little bit jade now and like Solange as her cooler younger sister, very Gigi Bella yes. <laughs> vibes. Um, and then she comes out with this album, which just proves that she, whatever you say about her, I just think musically, she's just like, someone put on Twitter just being like, she's like competing with herself at this point. Cause she yeah. just like released this album and it like comes so soon after Drake released his kind of housey clubby album and everyone kind of slammed it. Cause they were just like, 
okay drake <laughs> like that's kind yeah, of random that's great. Just, yeah it was just random and it was also like he clearly just decided to jump into this genre and make some music without really putting in much effort whereas with beyonce's she the amount of people she collaborated with it on it is insane in terms of like how small these people are like her to even know that they exist or her team or whoever's doing it for her but i feel like she's very across all of it for her to even know they exist is like quite crazy and then she's worked with them all credited them on every single song which means that every single stream the songs get all of these people make money so like there's like 20 people listed as being creating one song Mm -hmm. which i absolutely love and i just feel like i don't know the, the, even like listening to the album itself there are songs that i'm not that i'll skip over but mostly listening to it in like a full go the transitions are crazy the way it moves from like one song to the next it's just i don't know i'm just like her coming out with this and it's renaissance volume one so there's like more coming is just quite funny because she's just been like drop and it's like blowing the world up yet again yeah, she's she's obviously the best person at what she does in terms of, like, being a world-famous pop star. She's, like, unparalleled, which is why Adele winning that Grammy, I'll just never yeah. get over. It's just outrageous. She's at the peak in terms of how meticulous she is about every single element. And I think this album, like, I've only listened through it, like, a couple of times, but I think it sounds to me like her best album. I think it's really, really obviously incredibly well produced. It has amazing songs on it. But I also feel like to play devil's advocate, she I think my I think my thing with Beyonce, why I can't warm to her, maybe in a way the way I warm to Rihanna, is she feels so like meticulously produced. Yeah. She's such a product. She's yeah. such a slick part. Even like you were saying with using all of these artists, like I just have a cynical part in my brain where it's like, well, she just knows that that's exactly what you need to do right now for the culture to be obsessed with you. Like, and I'm not saying that that's the only reason she did it, but she's just, she hits every single mark. Like when the whole culture was about, you know, feminism is women being like independent and blah, blah, blah. Then it was independent women and single ladies. And then when it changes to being like, we don't care about men at all. It's all about like loving yourself and, um, post-pandemic freedom then that becomes it she's just so great at reading the room and delivering a product that like taps into it and she's also an artist but she's there's just something about a rihanna that feels so much more rihanna's like like raw and accessible and like i don't know off the cuff she's yeah rihanna different though i would say is like rihanna's very fun and makes good music but i just don't think her music even compares in terms of like the how you know when we were talking about how you were just like who will go down in history in terms Mm -hmm. of like artistry Mm -hmm. i feel like rihanna's songs are like fun and silly and club bangers and Mm -hmm. then a lot of what beyonce makes is actually like it'll be like a club banger but it'll be so crazy produced i don't know i just when i listen to her songs i'm like i don't know it's just she makes such such good music and then with, yeah, Lemonade, the way she responded to her husband cheating on her by making that art, yeah. like, that's insane. But it was quite funny because um, in this album, there's, like, references to ballroom culture and queer culture and, like, voguing and stuff. And I was and I was finding it really funny because I listened to every outfit the other day and they were talking about it and Chelsea was just like, she was just like, there's no one I think of as being more straight 
than Beyonce. Mm. Like, she was just like, I know she obviously has a lot of queer fans as any huge pop star does, but like, she's been with the same person since she was 19 years old. I don't think she's even slept with anyone else. And all of her songs like cater to you and those like really early songs, which are just so, as, yeah, as you say, like of the time. Yeah. It's just quite funny. But yeah. Um, and like Lemonade is just that like woman's, she's obviously so straight in the sense of like that woman scorn thing where you're like that furious about it is just such a yeah hetero yeah <laughs> thing i mean yeah she's amazing like i appreciate everything she does just as a yeah I, I do like feel like she's very similar to michael jackson in that sense just dominates the culture in this way that's never been like is kind of unparalleled even the fact that she did that british vogue cover and it was basically a recreation of her album cover i'm like she can just get away with anything yeah like, and she crazy. didn't do an interview which is crazy yeah but basically saying to a magazine like you can shoot me it needs to look like this, this product that i'm about to release is yeah. so wild i know yeah what are your favorite songs um i can't stop listening to it, it took me a while for break my soul to to get inside me and then now it has <laughs> to get and I like soul. can't stop listening to it in terms of just the just the when the beat drops and stuff I'm such a chew but I just fucking love it um I've been listening to energy which is like with this guy called beam who's a good friend of my good friends so it's like quite crazy that he's he's like in the title of the song so it's like such a huge coup for him and I feel like it's one of the best songs on the album alien superstar I love I love thick um and i love cozy but i need to listen to basically what happens is my my pea brain gets stuck on songs and i listen to them on repeat and on repeat and on repeat so it takes me a long time to like get through the full album yeah so i'm still like halfway through i've listened to the whole thing but i keep going back to the first to these first ones and like listening to them like seven thousand times in a row and now yes. I'm slowly getting through to the – I just listened to the one with Grace Jones and I loved it, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I liked that one as well. And, yeah, I like that Alien Superstar song, but I haven't – I've only listened to it through a couple of times. Yeah. I don't know. I do, yeah, I just love how she – because I, th- I think you talking about how how everyone, like, universally loves her, I feel like people kind of don't. Like, right. I feel like it's very chooky to like Beyonce in a way that it's not at all for Rihanna. Like massively, yeah. I just, I mean, more like historically. Like, I just yeah. feel like if I'm, at, I've been at a party in the past, and a Beyonce song comes on, like it's like, uh, like a, a full. I know so, like so many people who just like adore her, and yeah. I, I, I'm like, so I don't think that it's like lame or not cool or anything. I, it, it, I totally treat it as my own gap in my own like brain it just doesn't it's like michael jackson like if i never heard another michael jackson song again i would never care and it's why i like struggled to sympathize with people that were so like on board with him after all the child molestation stuff because i was like yeah i just don't like these songs at all (laughs) but i know that every respected person who makes music does and i know it's just i have a problem no I don't like love Michael Jack. I mean, I, I like his music, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, they're, they're similar. I feel like him and Beyonce, she's so influenced by him that their music exists on a similar plane anyway. So she got told off for including a um, ableist term in one of her songs right after Lizzo did, which is kind of random because it's like, wouldn't you just remove it 
if Lizzo's getting, if Lizzo just got slammed for like the exact same thing a week earlier? Or did you just think that, or did you forget? Or did you? I'm like, what? that word, I was like, I'm just so surprised that anyone would be. It just seems like such an old-fashioned retro word yeah, to so put then, it in a song. So then Monica Lewinsky now wants Beyonce to go back and remove from partition, banger of a song, um, about Bill Clinton jizzing on her dress. But it's like, what is it? What is the line? It's like Monica Lewinsky all up in this gown or something. And basically what happened was allegedly, which I'd never heard in my life, Bill Clinton jizzed on Monica Lewinsky's dress how do you not know that is he i didn't know that that's how the whole thing came out because he was like she's lying she's lying she's lying she's lying and then she got her jizzed on dress tested by dna are you so joking had, that's literally how the whole thing came out he was like we're just gonna call her crazy she'd never have any proof and then oh. she pulled out this gap this purple gap dress my god that she'd given him like a blowjob and like thing and they t- that's what it's it's depraved like it's that whole oh story is like unbelievable yeah Okay, what? Yes, crazy. How did I not know that? I don't know. You must have. I just thought. You didn't watch the Beanie Feldstein. No, I watched like half of it. Yeah, you dropped the keys. This is all about the dress. This is classic. Like she hangs the dress back in her cupboard and you're like, dun dun. Yeah, because I just know that. um, I know that Bill Clinton fucked Monica Lewinsky and had an affair. They never fucked, apparently. Yeah. Like, like. I'm sure they did. Penis to vagina did- penetration. No, because he was so scared of getting her pregnant, apparently. Oh. He's such a gross pig, piglet. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky tweeting that. I was like, I get it. I get you're being funny, but just I love Monica Lewinsky. But I was like, just stop. Yeah. She's she tries too hard to go viral on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, just leave Beyonce alone. Yes. <laughs> She's not going to change her fucking 10-year-old song. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Speaking of trying too hard on social media. Yes. And Great segue. And doing TikTok hacks at home that don't go our way. <laughs> There's this great piece in The Atlantic this week called Are You Sure You're Not Guilty of the Millennial Pause? And basically the millennial pause literally means us pausing as millennials at the start of a video for a second to see if it's recording. <laughs> Which I find Gen so Z is funny. so funny that they've like picked up on that, yes. the nuances of that yes. and like made it go viral. And that's because 
for millennials, we're still learning. We kind of, kind of all these new apps that are coming out, we're like learning them or whatever. And video was never one. And and for Gen Z, they've completely grown up with these apps, so it feels like second nature to them. And so we have this pause when we're trying to like work the apps, which is so embarrassing. I feel like the pause is a mix of like working the apps and like an existential moment of like, why am I here? Am I actually going to do this? Because like yes. that thing, I think the gap between Gen Z and us, like you said, with video is you're perform- like performing on social media in a way more like raw way. By being live, like, you know, you take a photo, you can like edit it. There's like a gap between the thing and you sharing it. Whereas video, it's so immediate. It's like that. It's an existential pause. I feel like that would be real. I get the, the pause. I, A, I don't know how to use it, which is part of a pause, but B, I'll like do it and then just be like, what am I doing here? Why am I doing it? (laughs) Did you see the be real that someone did of like their uncle's funeral? And then they did like all the responses no (laughs) but i saw the b-reel on tiktok which was so funny where um the girl posted she posted so it's like the front photo was a a bedroom a messy boy's bedroom and then the second photo was her face lying in bed and then she the tiktok was explaining and she was just like when i posted on my b-reel that i was like woke up in my ex's bed and then all the responses were so funny just like going through all the responses of people just being like you fucking bitch um yeah so when i arrived here today you were telling me about a millennial incident you just had i don't so just like i didn't realize they read this piece like that we the millennials were so mocked by gen z online because it's obviously not the content that's being served to you given to me but it's like such a thing that they mock a lot of our mannerisms and i was i was glad to see that i didn't relate to many because i don't know i think they're about like it's very american like americans are like i love starbucks and like saying jokey things about adulting and stuff and things that happen but we don't do but I saw a TikTok that said you should apply a fake tan with latex gloves. That sounds just so, so fucked up. Instead of the mitt. Yes. <laughs> and I just watched it and just said, that looks great. The way they did that it made great. the legs just look so much better and more even. So I literally bought latex gloves from Poundland. And as I was putting it on, Grace. I was like, well, this is going exactly as I would have imagined if I hadn't seen the TikTok, which is not a very good thing. Having said that, it doesn't look so bad now. No. But it was like, I felt like like an artist. I was like smearing (laughs) paint and it just like sat on the skin. Like it just wouldn't go in because you don't have the absorption of the mitt, which is what it's designed for. My God. I have a whole packet of latex gloves. I don't think I'll be doing that again. I'll take some. Yeah, take some. I'm always in need of some latex gloves. I'm going to dye my hair black today. Are you? Well, it's going to look really nice. Or tomorrow. It's it's black. (laughs) (laughs) I just brushed my hair. Well, or tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll take some latex gloves off you. Yeah, for sure. Have you done it? Yeah, you have done it. A TikTok. Oh, yeah. I am. Suggestion. Yeah, I basically got swindled i've been getting swindled a lot lately got swindled by my friend who was living with me into giving her basically a pair of prada shoes in exchange (laughs) for some jeans 
<laughs> and then the jeans. It's like in Burning Man where all you can do to survive is like barter. I, yeah, I don't know. So she, she fucking swindled she won, the yeah. shit out of me. She, I got some acne jeans, which are like nice. And I know acne jeans are very expensive online when you buy them from the shop, which like no one in their right minds would do because you can get them on Depop for way less. And jeans are like cars. Like the second they're out the door, their value drops by like 75%. It's crazy. Like you cannot yeah. sell a pair of jeans yes. secondhand yes. for less than like $10. Yes. Yeah. So swindled away. I then put the jeans on and was like, oh, they fit perfectly ah. and they look nice. One day later. You're like, that's lucky. <laughs> they've stretched. Like they'd obviously just been washed, washed or whatever. Mm. They're too big. Okay. I need to now get them altered. So then on TikTok, there was a hack. This was a terrible it's really, exchange it's for you. It's really bad. And then and also I have so many pairs of jeans. <laughs> no Prada sneakers anymore. And the hack on TikTok, because there's a bunch of them for, for tightening waist mm-hmm. without showing a belt. So you can like tie, do a tie at the back. There's some double button trick. But this one looked as though it was the best of the bunch. Basically, what you do is you cut a hole on the inside of the denim at the waist belt buckle bit, but not right through the fabric, just through the first layer of denim. Then get a bobby pin, feed a hair tie through to a hole on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then it's basically like you're creating waistband. What is it? Like waistband mm-hmm. pants. Mm-hmm. So I cut the hole on the jeans. I start feeding it through. It's all going well. And then I get to the back of the jean where there's obviously the tag. And I'm not going to remove this acne tag, I mean, am What I? have you done because... all this for if not to keep the tag? <laughs> yes. So then I'm trying to like weasel it through and it just won't go through. And I try from the other side and it won't go through and it's stuck and it's fucked. And moral of the story is I think that, well, that just doesn't work. And I don't know anyone who, I don't know how they're doing that. So... Don't do. And then I was like, are they fucking with us? Like, is Gen Z making us do dumb shit as a, as a trick? Probably. They tricked Trump. <laughs> well, I, what I liked about this piece was it was basically saying, which actually gave me a huge sigh of relief for some reason, that we are the – millennials are the first generation to have, like, aged out of relevance on social media – And so when we were kind of coming up, we were the cool young people that like understood things that all the other generations didn't about like internet language and how to use technology. And the biggest thing was that the companies were coming, like the companies desperately wanted us. We're like the hot girls of the economy. Mm -hmm. And now that's changed and we're experiencing what like Gen X experienced before us and boomers where the natural thing when you become the cool hot thing that everyone wants to entice is that you mock everyone else. (laughs) And we're now at the butt of these jokes because Gen Z is not like this silly, crazy, you know, group of people that are abstract anymore. They're like making up the majority of culture and we're being aged out of it and people just don't care about us. Yeah. And I, I like it. I feel like a weight's off my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same maybe. I think I think with that I've just grown way less re- – or like I don't know. It even feels funny that a couple of years ago we were talking or even maybe within 
that time period, everything feels so confused because of COVID. I also think COVID was just a mess mm-hmm. for our yeah. mental health and like, and obviously everyone was online and we were all on social media because you couldn't do anything else. But in the in the year since or whatever, even even thinking about social media that much or like overanalyzing it or anything feels like it's like completely gone. Like yes. I just don't even think about it. I'll just do whatever on it whenever. I won't double think if I'm going to like post an Instagram story or a post. Um, and that feels nice and freeing. And I don't know if that's aging out as a millennial and realizing that nothing you do matters or mm-hmm. maybe it's a bit of both. Getting, yeah. getting over these specific apps, which obviously everyone is talking about with Instagram. I think it's a combination of the two things is like a maturing out of it because it's I think it's just natural that in your 20s you care about social performance and maybe you get into your 30s roughly and your brain's like because your brain doesn't stop developing till 25 right so I think it is just naturally coming out of caring about your perception in the group or whatever or, or like garnering your identity and sense of self from others like shifting into just getting that from you internally but I also think that we were I'm trying to like figure out how to describe this. We were so encouraged to be active on social media because we were so rewarded by it in the sense of like all these people becoming uh, influencers who made heaps of money and all the people that were considered cool in pop culture or who we wanted to be like looked and sounded and dressed and liked the same things that we did. Whereas now we're just moving into a stage of like slightly not being slightly detached from that conversation. Mm. And it's like a, I guess it just happens to every generation. I'd be interested to talk to Gen X about it. <laughs> yeah. And see how the, like if that's a if that's a cognitive thing that generations feel have felt in the past or if we're just hyper aware of it because Well surely there's like the okay boomer thing. Yeah. Like I wonder if boomers cared because were they on social media to experience it? Well, I don't know if it's social media, but I think it's just feeling like you're getting older. Yes. No one likes to just <laughs> Yeah. People pointing out that they're not important anymore and their youth has passed. It's funny that that comes with like mockery about weird little things that you do, but it yeah. also just makes sense because that's what we do yeah. to our parents. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're now starting to experience that yeah. with the millennial pause thing. It's yeah. so funny. It was so radical in my brain thinking about it because I was like, I've never thought of like us as being the people that are mocked. No, yeah. I, I mean, even yesterday I was on the train. And I glanced in my reflection and I was like, just saw my mother staring back at me. <laughs> I was like, wow. No. Is it on the tube where they have that horrible angle where you're no, like face No, it wasn't even. So, but yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. What? They it's need illegal. to fix that. Whenever I see that, I'm like, I get, need to get to a fucking laser clinic's ASAP. Yes. Um, wait, I want to find. Oh, yeah. So this. Uh, Atlantic piece says naturally Gen Z. Okay. Where is it? Now that Gen Z has all the attention, the internet quirks that millennials have called their own for years can feel a bit stale, if not downright cringy. The first generation to grow up with social media in the mobile web era. Millennials are now becoming the first generation to subsequently age out of it, stuck parroting the hallmarks of a bygone digital age. Naturally, Gen Z has picked up on them too, and the mockery that was once reserved for boomers is now coming for us. The way the quintessential millennial behaves online is basically a bunch of silly little nuances strung together to create a personality that is very giddy and excitable about the normal or mundane. (laughs) This is a 24-year-old TikToker. 
his impressions. We are of- allowed to be excited about the normal and the mundane. I like that. That's a pea brain way of seeing the world and I stand by it. We just think it's the way we are. We don't think of it as like an archetype of our generation yeah i find that funny it's kind of thing so his impressions of millennials have received millions of views on tiktoks their silly little nuances include starting videos with a sigh doing dramatic zooms into their own faces for emphasis and using phrases popularized on twitter and tumblr like doggo and i can't even in real life (laughs) yeah i mean i've never seen that stuff yeah that's why some of i don't really understand yeah but there are probably a lot of things that we do that we think we just do as a thing that humans do, but they're actually things we've just picked up from the internet. I hate that. Yeah. Um, okay, page six. I don't know why I went to say that. <laughs> page six. What I was meaning to say is Kim Kardashian and Pete <laughs> Davidson have split up, but a source told page six that at the heart of the breakup is their age difference. They broke up after nine months together, originally spotted on the roller coaster ride at, mm. what was it, Knott's Brew Farm or some shit, October wow. 2021. I can't actually believe, A, I can't believe, I can't believe they lasted that long, but I also can't believe it's over. I think the tattoos threw people. Like, they also got tattoos of her kids' names. That's it's, what I meant. That, that's so me, intense. Yeah. That's naughty behavior. That's why I was always like, this is so stupid. This is like, if not a PR stunt, it's definitely being hammed up for publicity. But then when he kept getting those hectic tattoos, I just thought. That's just how he is, I think. He's like yeah. such a love bomber. What was his star sign? <laughs> I feel like it will be a Scorpio. Scorpio. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I am I feel like I'm not a typical Scorpio, but I can pick when other people are Scorpios. It's like the only <laughs> yeah. star sign I know. Like I got Katy Perry and Ariana Grande, I think. Mm. We talked about it as well. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. I mean, yeah, they all seem like Scorpios now that you say that. I d I don't even know what Scorpios are like, but now that you're saying that, those three are very interchangeable. The but they're not like they're me, chaos. You know? No. Like I don't feel like a Scorpio, which is why I'm like skeptical about Zodiac. <laughs> yeah so yeah so essentially they broke up pete's been living in australia doing filming his show there were all these articles that came out like a few days before they broke up saying that they were doing really well and stuff but then other pieces which i've been following this case very closely they've been saying that it was coming for a while which it makes sense like i just think kim was in her rebound mm-hmm. obviously he was so much fun so different to kanye west she was laughing with him all the time. And then now it's kind of gotten to the point where she's just probably noticing the shine has worn off and she's probably noticing like the age differences, how intense the whole thing is. Mm. She needs to focus on her career and her kids. La la la. Yes. So. What do you think about the timing? Like, like nothing is accidental with the Kardashians. Do you think I feel and have felt for a while that a lot of shit and this is no like unique perspective but i feel like a lot of shit that's happened in the past year and a half with the kardashians has been very expert level management of astro world because travis scott decided playing concerts again and played a concert in london the same day or the day before or day after chloe baby and kim and pete breaking up and him and Kylie were like being photographed and stuff, but it, I feel like it just went quite under the radar and he's like slipping back into touring again and performing again. And she's standing by his side and the whole family's here and blah, blah, blah. And I almost feel like 
whether I don't know how it works, but I feel like the timing, a lot of this stuff mm. has been managed to try and protect Travis from things. Because that should be a big talking point. I know. In the culture. Like, yeah. is it okay that he's back? Why is he back? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But just no one's discussing yeah, it. Yeah, why I didn't address it on stage. Yeah. I know. I was thinking that as well. Um, and I've seen some TikTok people kind of questioning that. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about it. I mean, probably. I'm too, um, what is it, gullible? <laughs> and think too positively about everyone and everything. But, yeah, basically what I'm most interested in. Yeah, so, base, so it says she was totally exhausted by this relationship and other things going on in her life. There was also a lot of stress coming from Kanye West, who then posted on Instagram following the breakup with Skeet dead. Skeet is dead, age 28. Fake New York Times headline. I, like, thought that was real when I saw it. Oh, my God. I didn't think it was real as in a New York Times headline, but I was like, oh, my God, did Pete Davidson actually die? And Kanye's, like, making a joke about it. Oh, shit, yeah. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, um, and then Kanye took it down, like, two hours later. Apparently, Kim Kardashian was livid. But, yeah, I, I liked this British Vogue piece that just talked about the relationship and why they're sad it's over and just how much kind of escapism it provided everyone at this at this time when there's like wars going on and all mm. and covid and just all this kind of stress and anxiety and just we could just look at pete davidson and kim kardashian and just be kind of comforted by that really weird romance yeah yeah it is sad so yeah she said aesthetically Kardashian's look leans superhuman, but her relationship with Davidson was ultimately humanizing. Like any number of divorced women looking for a sexy rebound, she saw a man whom Beckinsale once described as having his own bag of mischief. And weren't we all metaphorically DTF with this relationship, which just so happened to coincide with society's descent into hellishness, from war to the toppling of reproductive rights and climate protections, Kardashian and Davidson, however awkwardly ascending the steps at the Met Gala, were a saucy little escape from that. <laughs> Just as Davidson may have been something of a diversion for Kardashian, so too was the pair of balm for our weary souls. I am sad. It's over. Who will he date next? Gotta be Amrata. Oh my God. Yeah. That's who you were saying. Yes. I was like, who the fuck were you saying the other day that he would date, that he should have dated? Yeah. Amrata. Yeah, because pe- no one has said that on Twitter at all, but people have been saying Julia Fox, which would be hilarious because obviously she was dead in Kanye. Well, the biggest thing that people seem to not grasp about Pete Davidson is that he's a massive fame whore. Like, it's not accidental that he keeps going into all of these, like, relationships with really high-profile women. Like, he likes the attention. Yeah. Partly because he's not that funny. Yes. So, I mean, I think he'll do – He'll be photographed with Emrata and he'll be photographed with Julia Fox and they'll both be just media things. Because I think he knows them both. So I think he'll just be like, let's just hang out and like send the paps crazy. Yeah. And then other people have been saying Miley Cyrus because they're both the same level of chaotic. They, she's they've, above him. <laughs> they've been friends for ages. Yeah. And other people are saying in funny uh, discussions, Martha Stewart. <laughs> Because he's holding her hand in those all those photos. I'd love that. Um, Jennifer Coolidge, just just because. Yeah. And then Gloria L. Red, so that he doesn't have to remove his My Girl as a Lawyer tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's funny. I wonder who Kim, I still have, and I know you're, I literally know you're going to be like, no, no, no. I still feel like either for a plot line or in real life that Kim and Kanye will get back together at some point. I really believe that in my bones. Yeah, no, They'll I'm not do like a Met Gala. I'm not like together. super know about it. I do think when she makes a decision like that to break up the whole family, etc., mm-hmm. it would take a lot for her to go back, and he's not really doing himself any favors by continuing no. posting this shit on Instagram. It'll be like, but he will in be two trying, or three years, yeah. yeah, like crazy. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> Pete Davidson. If you were at a club and Pete Davidson came up to you and asked you out, would you say yes? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Immediately. He gives me the ick. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>